Welcome, everybody. It's Melissa Killily, and we're live in the Finger Lakes One TV studio today. I'm here with some special guests, but before we get started, I wanted to share with you today's episode is actually brought to you in part by American Real. Uh, where everyone has a story, so go check them out, AmericanReal.tv. And um, for those of you who don't know me, I am a mompreneur living here in Seneca Falls, New York. And what does that mean? That means that I spend my days uh, chasing around a crazy toddler and building my business around him living his best life. So um, I decided to start this podcast about three years ago now because... I had this idea that um, in my professional life, one of the great things that I get to do is help people detox their bodies. Uh, And so I really wanted an opportunity to help people detox their mind. And instead of bringing the news to you that is the doom and gloom of the world, which we can all do on our own reports of, you know, there's a storm here, someone was killed there, and so on and so forth. Instead, I wanted to share with people Um, other people in our community and when I say community I really use that loosely because sometimes people I'm interviewing are from California or somewhere else in the world Uh, but today they are specifically local and I'm so excited to share with you but I want to share the stories of people who are living their lives with passion and purpose and doing amazing things out in the world and there is so much of that to celebrate so why aren't we actually sharing more of that because so much of our life is what goes on between our two ears so if we're constantly filling that with negativity then that is what we live out on a day-to-day basis but if we're filling that with stories of the people who are um, you know creating change or creating opportunities for other people or just living their life with passion and purpose for the very thing that they're doing then the world is truly a better place so without further ado, the two guests that I have in studio today, one is Jackie Terabiel, um, and the story of us getting to know each other is pretty fun, so I'll share that in a moment, and also Brian Redfield. And the two of them are definitely great examples of living life with passion and purpose. Jackie is here with us from Syracuse and Brian from Auburn, both representing the businesses that they have started, and I can't wait for you to hear from them, but I'm going to share with you first a little bit about my mentality in meeting them. So welcome, you guys. Thanks. You're like, what is she going to (laughs) say? So here's the deal. I have a girlfriend in Buffalo, New York, who I absolutely adore. And one of the things that she talked about on a podcast recently was how when we're children, we have no problem... You know, going to the playground and, you know, sensing somebody's energy, introducing ourselves and spending the rest of the day just, you know, entertaining one another and having fun together, getting to know each other and how as adults it becomes harder and harder to just act on that intuition and to just reach out to people because, you know, you think they have a great smile or, you know, you're really inspired by something that you read, maybe in an article somewhere about them. Um, And so for both of you, I think, um, Jackie, it's, you know, half random, half universe, like pulling us together. So um, we actually have family in common, which is beautiful, but I had friended her because of an organization in Syracuse women, business, opportunities, and connections. Uh, and then this whole thing unfolded where we figured out that um, our we, we have relatives who are married, which is just beautiful. Um, and Brian, uh, I actually just realized, I think over the weekend after we had discussed doing this, that I think I met you at a trade show 
years ago because I think I remember a piece of fabric. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it was like a piece of almost canvas that had some really great print work on it. And so I feel like you may have been there with your ex-wife. Could be. And and with your business, because you do some printing? I think so. It's probably the chamber when they used to do that back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of signed, uh, signed, um, a lot of creativity, creativity and signs and that sort of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's interesting is, you know, I, then I started to see some buzz around Auburn about this new co-work space and, you know, I saw an article with Brian in it. And so I just reached out to him because I thought he looked like he had great energy and I'd love to get to know uh, another entrepreneur in the area. And we've just been talking ever since it made sense yeah. to do this. And so here they are with us today. So thank you again. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to kick it off with Jackie. Um, so Jackie, your business is called The Small Town Stylist, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what this business is all about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I started the Small Town Stylist because I have a a background in working in fashion in New York City, and I love fashion. I love clothing. And friends used to say to me, I'd love to go shopping with you. Can you help me with my style? And I never really thought it could be a business, but eventually people were like, I will pay you to come and help me with this. And it kind of clicked like, oh, I could actually (laughs) do this as a business. And so um, I was working in advertising and marketing at the time. And my boss said, let me help you set up a blog and you can do all your fashion stuff online. And then people would just reach out and say, can I hire you? And it just kind of evolved from there. And I basically, um, what I do is I work with women, mostly uh, women who are 35 and older, who are working, most of them are moms. And they're so busy, they love style, they know that their image is important to their success and to feeling good, but they just don't have the the mind space, the brain space right now because they're doing so much for everyone else. So uh, I come in and I help them figure out what their personal style is, figure out what they wanna do, help them find pieces and fill their closet with things that they love. Mm. And so getting dressed every day is fun Mm -hmm. and makes them feel confident. And then when they feel confident, they're better for all the people and things in their lives that they have to do. So it's very rewarding as well. I love it, I love it. And um, so we have a surprise for our viewers today. (laughs) Jackie's actually gonna be doing a little consultation on the spot and she doesn't even know what she's gonna be looking at. Um, but I clearly need Jackie in my life because anybody who's been watching this podcast for a while, you see I have a bit of a uniform going on. I'm definitely a fan of uh, Steve Jobs' philosophy. Uh, so if I have a uniform, then it's very easy to grab things out of the closet and, and just, you know, off and go. But uh, I do have a desire to have a little bit of style, and it's about time I start moving out of the you know, girl next door, ponytail phase, but my hair has never been this long. So I'm like, I'm really proud of growing this out. Um, But I'm excited because I believe in what you're doing in such a big way. I remember years ago, if I would have met someone doing what you do, I probably would have been like, oh yeah, that's for people who like, you know, have, you know, extra money and it's luxury and, you know, uh, you know, those women, those women, right? But the reality is, 
when we can have practical strategies in our daily lives, and for me, that's what it is. It's not necessarily the image itself. It's what you talked about right after that, which is like feeling good Mm -hmm. in how you present yourself. Um, That is what matters to me the most. And so being able to experience that with you here and then eventually once we move into our new home, like to go through this on a bigger level. Um, But also so we can show our viewers that this is something that is great and practical for any busy woman. So thank you. Um, So talk a little bit about some of that, like the passion behind Mm -hmm. it, because I get to hear you showcasing other people's passions quite a bit through some of the networking groups in Syracuse. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your passion behind that. Like, is there a particular moment when you realized that, um, you know, that there was like some deeper story in there or, you know, a moment where you watched someone really transform while you were working with them? Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about that with us. Well, I would say it probably goes back to my time working in fashion in New York City. There was always that, for me, there was always kind of like a push-pull thing where I felt like I love clothes, but I knew it was not just about the clothes and about the brands and about like being, um, like looking cool and everything. I felt like I wanted more than that. And for regular women, they need like, maybe they can't take what they see in the runways and that kind of thing and translate it into real life. But I knew that I had been doing that all my life and really enjoyed it. And I wanted to be able to teach that to other women and Mm -hmm. make it feel accessible and not so judgy. You know, Mm -hmm. I hated the judgy feeling that I always felt like um, that the the fashion industry was doing and I think part of the change that was 19 years ago so part of the change is social media being able to bring fashion week and all these different things high fashion to the regular woman but also like making someone who says like well I have no sense of style and I don't know what I'm doing and I could never do that teaching them how they could do that and how they can incorporate that into their lives. Like it's not it's not you, that you can't do it. You're 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 good enough, you can do it and mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the steps and show you how to do it so that you feel good about yourself, you know? And I've had many clients who a week later after our session together will email me or call me and say, "You changed my life. I feel so much better about myself." I, I was feeling really bad, and you showed me that I wasn't doing as bad as I thought. You know, mm. I thought I was a mess, and you came in and said, like, no, you're really doing pretty good. Let's just tweak a few things, and it just changed their whole outlook on themselves. So just, you know, a lot of it is emotional counseling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of my job is not so much about the clothes. It's about the emotional counseling of it as well, and, and I enjoy that part, too, because we need support. We need support systems, so. Absolutely. It's... It's like um, a radical act of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say, um, well, first of all, women spend lots of money on getting their nails done and getting their hair done, and they probably have hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of clothes hanging in their closets that they never even wear. So if you can spend this money on something that's going to teach you how to buy the things that uh, you love and stop wasting money on that, it's just worth the investment in yourself. And I also give them the tools so you can hire me once and you'll leave there, you know, knowing what to do moving forward, or I can come back in and we can do it every season, just update a little bit. Um, and we do that too. So, um, but I really want to give them the tools to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. One of the things that 
I keep thinking of as as you talk about this is how you know five so five years ago I left my full time gig where you know I I definitely had a way different expectation with what I was showing up to work in. Um, I was in finance for 10 years and for the first five in public accounting. So, you know, sometimes suits and heels and that kind of thing. Um, and about five years ago when I made the transition to be a full-time entrepreneur before my son came along, I was on this quest to take uh, my experience of life from building a life that looks good on the outside to building a life that feels good on the inside and then in my business showing other people how to do the exact same thing right because that's what I believe in and so to me that's also the shift is like I think about how I would have viewed this type of service 10 years ago versus now and especially the kind of person that you are bringing your personality and your experiences and your values to the table right Mm -hmm. it's that shift from like oh just do this to have great style and image but really do this for you to feel good and to feel empowered one of my greatest values um living your everyday life right Mm -hmm. so one of the things that i really love and i hesitate to have you share this story but i have to is there's a lot of symbolism typically in the jewelry that i wear and different pieces, right? Scarves typically are from people, they're gift. I have tons, I have probably over a hundred scarves, right? But jewelry, you'll rarely see me change. And around my neck, you usually find one of three things, sometimes all three. So in other spaces, I might describe myself as a spiritual mompreneur. So you'll see my Arbonne necklace, right? And that's my business. Um, And then typically I have a Tiffany's dog tag that has Jack's initials on it, very close to my heart, Mm -hmm. hangs right there. And then I have mala beads that I love that were from a, a, a gift from a consultant on my team out in Buffalo. And so those three pieces represent for me some values that I hold. And when we were just at Cafe 19 earlier, I love Cafe 19, by the way, for anyone who's listening. <laughs> um, I asked if your necklace had symbolism. And I would love for you to share the story because I think that speaks volumes about who you are and what you bring to the table, that you're constantly carrying around that kind of same symbolism with you too. So, Well, I always have my ladybug necklace on. I pretty much don't change it, although I will sometimes, but um, uh, it represents um, my cousin lost her daughter um, 14 years ago and we called her Katie Bug and she loved ladybugs. So um, it kind of became a symbol for our family uh, of remembering her. And um, so many of my friends and family and everything knew that about our family. And so over the years, they've always gifted me things that had were ladybugs. And so um, I kind of just kind of took it on as uh, something that I like to keep close to my heart. It reminds me of her because um, she was three years old and I have two children. And whenever I look at it or I touch my necklace around my neck, it reminds me to enjoy every moment with my children because it's fleeting and you never know um, when it's going to end. So I feel like she's always uh, with me and I have the necklace to remind me that she's here with me too. So, yeah. And I think that, like you said, jewelry and different things um, often have symbolism and mean a lot. So if you are a person who has that, 
you should be wearing it, you know, and putting it out there. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. that. Awesome. So we're gonna transition right now to letting Jackie work a little of her magic. I'm gonna do my best to move my way through the studio to bring a pile of items over to you. Okay. And you can talk about what's going on in my life as I transition to a bit of a nomadic lifestyle in the next few weeks when we will be leaving our home that we're in. And between houses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, should I tell you stories? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, the first couple things you'll see are, like, the kind of t-shirts I like to wear. Mm -hmm. I like statements and brands that I love. Mm -hmm. So, um, the first one is my friend Jen's, Femfluence. You can sit with us. I'm all about building longer tables. Mm -hmm. Um, Limitless. That's Arbonne, my business. The next one is just like speaks to my personality. <laughs> Stay <laughs> weird. Um, the only pair of pants you'll find uh-huh. in the whole pile. Okay. Then, then starts the so the dilemmas, mm-hmm. right? Like, who needs three jean shirts? Well, one mm-hmm. is my I'm up in the Adirondack shirt. The second one is my maternity shirt that I continue to wear when I just I'm running around after Jack. Okay. And the third is one I love to layer in the fall just for something that can you know, be made Mm -hmm. into different things. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to start? Let's, should we start here? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to just, let's, let's go with the, the jean shirt situation. I think that's good because I see that a lot in my business, um, where a person keeps buying the same items over and over again. They're drawn to them and they have multiple versions in their closet. So here's what I usually say to them. Um, because they will say, I don't, do I need this many shirts. I mean, do you not necessarily? But I like that you have a reason for each. Each has a purpose. Um, each serves a purpose. They're different in in those ways. And also, it's something that you feel comfortable in and you really love. So, what I usually say to clients when we're doing the closet cleanse service, which is the first service that I do with new customers, and we basically go in and you would try all of this on for me, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd make sure that it fit and that it you know, was in good shape, and then we would uh, decide if you had, let's say you have the three shirts, should we keep all of these? Should we get rid of something? Do we have duplicates that we don't need? Um, normally I say, you know, you've got three here. If you wear them all and you like them all and they have different reasons why you wear them, and when you go in your closet and you see them, you don't, they don't make you feel bad, mm-hmm. then keep them. There's no reason not to keep them. But if there's one in particular that you like pull out to wear and then you say, nope, nope, this isn't it, and then you go back and get another one, if you've done that a couple of times, something about that shirt isn't feeling right on you, and so it doesn't need to be in your closet. And you can donate it to somebody because it'll be right for somebody else. Right? Yes. So give that give that shirt purpose by going to someone who can actually enjoy it. And, and I really feel like if... If it's uh, a lot of clothes have like personal emotional ties too, especially for women. If it doesn't make you feel bad, if it if it doesn't you know if it makes you feel happy, then keep it. It doesn't matter how many you have, you know. But if you if it makes you feel bad when you put it on or when you see it because it makes you feel wasteful to have three shirts in there, then absolutely it's a no brainer. Get rid of it and you know donate donate it yeah i'll use that for a shameless plug for one of our previous guests who was the rescue mission mm. in auburn 
um, I was so impressed to learn that I, I want to say close to 90% of their programming is paid for by the thrifty shopper. Mm-hmm. The money that they raise yeah. through Thrifty Shopper, which is pretty incredible. And I love so. to do that. I love to encourage my. Uh, often, when I leave somebody's house, I can leave with like a few garbage bags full of things. Mm-hmm. And the rescue mission is where I usually donate to. And then um, anything that's kind of high end or whatever, I'll consign it. And the money that I get goes to a charity, a local charity that I support or that my client supports. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Should we do one more exercise in this yeah, pile? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so the other exercise is, you know, typically you'll see a lot of white and black and things that can be mm-hmm. layered easily. That's my uniform. Uh, but then I then I have these like, you know, pieces that you know are a little bit more bold. Mm-hmm. And and then I and I doubt myself whether or not they need to be you know in my wardrobe and do they make sense mm-hmm. and how do you make sense of that with a person who wants to have a, a uniform? So right. There you go. There's your second Okay. Tackle. Well, what I would say to you is, I mean, I, I believe it or not, I mean, if you say you go wear a lot of black and everything, but you've got a lot of, just in these pieces that I'm seeing right here that you pulled, you've got a lot of uh, bold colors. You've got a lot of um, prints, which I love, geometric prints and that kind of thing, which is great. Um, are you feeling overwhelmed when you go into your closet because there's so many choices mm-hmm. and so you just go for what's yeah what's comfortable right yeah. so what I would recommend you do is um, maybe create what they call a capsule wardrobe and um, I'm not like a stickler about a capsule wardrobe like oh you have to have 25 pieces in that capsule wardrobe and that's all you can have but I would say take some time it doesn't have to be more than like a half hour go through and pair a few of the pieces with pants, with accessories, with everything, put together an outfit and then flat lay it on the floor and take a picture and keep it in your phone. And then keep those pieces kind of up in your closet where you can see them Mm -hmm. when you're getting dressed. And then only wear those pieces. Don't Mm -hmm. worry about everything else that's in your closet because it feels overwhelming. Start with just those few outfits and then go to them. And then as you feel like you have more time or you want to, make a couple more outfits and then you add it to your your repertoire your wardrobe because to the idea of attacking everything at once on your own can be really overwhelming and just feel like I don't have two hours to do that so I'm just not going to do it right I'm going to put it off but you don't need two hours you could even do it in 15 minutes you know and just put a couple of outfits together and then see how much time it saves you too right and stress in the morning because you can say like oh I have my podcast I need an outfit for it Mm -hmm. you already know I'm going to look through my phone here's my photo I'm going to pull these pieces and I've got it and you know you feel great you know it's something you love so um I would say try that with these bolder pieces that you're kind of like not sure if you're going to wear or not. Okay. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. So if you guys can't see the skill this woman has, man, and it's vulnerable to put your stuff out on the table, Mm -hmm. by the way. (laughs) I'm telling you, like clothing is very emotional to people. You know, it really taps into our emotions. It taps into who we are, our confidence. So it can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for doing this and for being here. Um, you can find Jackie online at thesmalltownstylist.com 
And I think Josh also prepared for us some of the other social media handles where you can find mm-hmm. her. But um, one thing I do want to say is as we close in here on the fourth quarter, what a great idea for a gift. You know, so men who are watching, uh, you can purchase gift cards from Jackie to be able to just offer your significant other the opportunity. Maybe you even want to do it yourself, but, um, you know, but to be able to offer them that opportunity and, and surprise them with something really unique as a gift, because I can't tell you how many women are in my own network who struggle with that same issue and, you know, keep paring down, paring down, paring down. I don't have a ton uh, but a hundred scarves is definitely excessive, right? And so, as I move into this world of minimalism, uh, it's great to have a resource to be able to say, "Okay, as soon as we move into our new space, let's just go to yeah. this." And so many of my best clients, their husbands, um, you know, were the first ones to call me and say, "I'd like to offer this to my wife." Mm. Um, you know, how does this work? And we've built great relationships. So, um, definitely a good idea for that. I appreciate it. it. I love it. All right. And before we leave today, I am going to ask you for one of your favorite quotes or a piece of inspiration that you want to share with our people. So keep that in mind. But in the meantime, we're going to have a chat with Brian, who's buried in clothes over here. How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think... Um, as the episodes go by, it becomes more and more clear where um, values intersect, right? And so where um, I share this self-care and empowerment, those values with Jackie, um, one of the things that you and I share is um, this you know, deep belief in a sense of community mm-hmm. and connection. And so I'm grateful that you came in to talk about Rad Locals. Yeah. I'm excited for people to learn more about it and the opportunity. What's interesting about our region is you could live in Seneca Falls and Auburn could still be a really valid place to have uh, a membership for a co-work. In fact, um, as of today, I am a member and um, and have the ability to um, schedule some time in the Auburn space. So, yeah. So, Brian, if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and how sure. you found your way into this project. Yeah. Um, so, my main focus is design. Um, and I started uh, a business uh, about 10 years ago, uh, really more focused on signage um, and design. Um, and then um, as time went on, I realized I really just wanted to f- really focus on design. Mm-hmm. And the sign was more of a, a touch point, a, um, a, just an added uh, feature if the branding called on it. And um, so I really focused in uh, on brand strategy and consulting um, and uh, marketing, web design, logo design, obviously, and just really um, kind of strength, tr- strengthening those services. And uh, through all that, I had um, two employees um, that um, we kind of were on the, st- the path. Uh, we were just weren't really inspired by our, um, the office that we were in. Mm. And so we all kind of started talking about a co-work space and we all kind of decided that we'd partner together. Um, and we were, you know, we started writing the business plan, started working on financials and looking at spaces and 
uh, we were we were all in on it. It just um, it slowly kind of just it fizzled. It kind of just it, it we weren't finding the right space. Mm-hmm. Um, we were thinking maybe we are biting too much off, you know. Um, with one space that we were looking at was huge, uh, so it just um, we kind of dissolved. And uh, I always, I still had that uh, that that heart uh, on uh, for this co-working uh, movement, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I kind of just always kept my eyes open for a space um, for the next two years. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, finally. Um, one came around uh, the Phoenix building downtown Auburn it's such a beautiful building uh, yeah it's pretty sweet um, yeah we're on the fourth floor and we got a bunch of windows and it's just um, it's like um, you know I've done a lot of research with co-working and uh, um, looked at different spaces and it just really uh, when I first saw it, it was it just made complete sense so um, yeah, so it's just uh, April. We launched the actual physical space of Rad Locals. Fantastic. Yeah. I got to have my tour just last week, and my son's uh, enthusiasm for the greatest feature, which is overlooking play space, right? He could mm-hmm. see his favorite place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. It was great to just go in and check it out and to know that you know, I work from my phone and my laptop and I'm all over the place. I'm in Syracuse sometimes, I'm in Auburn. And to be able to have some place that I can dedicate to some focused time when I'm coming through is really fantastic. Um, and I love the fact that it's part of a growing movement in our region as well. I know Syracuse just opened recently. Um, We've got Port 100 in Geneva. We've got Trove down in Trumansburg. There's a lot of great spaces opening up, and it's because people are recognizing the need for this. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you and I connected on, and you know, feel free to to jump in and share more on this if you wish, is just you know the the entrepreneurial journey can be lonely at times, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, when you're working from home. And or even in office space, but you're working in a a smaller office or, you know, don't have employees around. Um, I don't know. In finance, I talk to myself all the time anyways. So it became even more common when I was (laughs) on my own. But you don't have the opportunity to bounce ideas off of someone or, you know, just the emotional connection of somebody in the room with you. And it's so powerful. So, I mean... Tell tell me a little bit more about that for you. Like, how yeah, was that's your exactly what happened? Um, so that one that the the space that we were in that we weren't really vibing with. Um, eventually, uh, my employees kind of we we kind of uh, went our separate ways mm. and kind of we're just kind of working together as subcontractors and whatnot um, and. The business, the business just changed. It just kind of, um, I was trying to reduce overheads and kind of run a leaner ship. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know, those are the the, the trials and uh, tribulations of entrepreneurship. And um, so that happened. And so then it was me in the space of that wasn't. Uh, it's kind of a glorified garage, really. Um, <laughs> It, it just it wasn't 
there was one window, two windows up in the front. But um, yeah, it just it was lonely. Mm -hmm. It was uh, for about almost a year, and uh, so finally, so I was luck. I was fortunate to uh, come across the Phoenix Building and that opportunity, um, and uh, I was I was happy to. Even though I still so my sign equipment is still in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do produce signage out of there. Um, so it, the, the co-work space doesn't fit uh, for that type of equipment. So mm -hmm. um, what I've been trying to transition in there is more of a, a maker space. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, will, um, that will house this, the sign equipment so you can make labels and whatnot for anything or a sign or a presentation board uh, but then you can also go in and maybe prototype something or um, um, I do want to kind of get into some workshops of mm -hmm. like um, maybe some candle making or soap mm -hmm. making something of those sorts and uh, sparking that creativity yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, so just really kind of um, looking at that space differently because what it really intended for is more of a, a workshop really mm -hmm. um yeah and so yeah it was going back uh it was yeah it was it was a it was a hard time going through that and just uh going into work every day and kind of trying to be creative and mm -hmm. getting that inspiration and uh not really being able to bounce things off people mm -hmm. is a is a Definitely, uh, yeah, um, a tough, tough thing to face. But um, yeah, so it just really helps when you were in the community. That's really where I was focusing on. Um, you know, not most the whole community, but you know, there's these like mi like-minded individuals out there that you know are feeling these things right. and need a space and right. uh, want uh, want a you know this. Uh, this band of locals. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the things that popped up for me as we were talking uh, last week, you know, th these, are, these are ideas that I'm thinking about a lot um, in everyday life. So back in, I want to say 2002, 2003, uh, there was a book that came out called Bowling Alone. I shared that with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Robert Putnam or Putman. I always get it mixed up. But the idea behind bowling alone is that, you know, we've had this decline for a while in social capital, right? And uh, and so, you know, what we see is this sort of disconnectedness in, in the world and people not really having... Um, access to the kinds of resources that they used to when you had, you know, multi-generational communities and, you know, uh, a significant participation in civic uh, organizations and that kind of thing. And so I think a business like this speaks to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, let's, let's bring that to life. It speaks to the fact that I just read the statistic last week about... Um, having a lack of healthy social connection is actually more detrimental to you than smoking and obesity, mm -hmm. which is powerful yeah. because we've been programmed with those messages for the last 
10 to 20 years, right? Um, and so it speaks to that. You know, it speaks to, um, you know, other things that also mean a lot to me, like this concept of balance in the world, you know, being able to make things a priority when they're a priority. And for someone who is, let's say, uh, a traditional W-2 who's got a side business going on, but they want to really bring that thing to life, maybe they don't have that space at home. Mm -hmm. And so to have a co-work space to go in and connect there, um, that that could mean bringing some of those priorities into balance in their life. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much going on there, and I'm so appreciative of creating that space. Um, I am really looking forward to being able to help promote that as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that Brian and I came up with is um, for everybody out there who's watching, who's interested in learning more, Uh, schedule a tour go like the rad locals facebook page and share this podcast and you'll go into a raffle for a free trial membership for a month and next month we'll be revealing something even bigger than that where we'll have a number of free trial one month memberships available for people so we'll keep sharing that with you but uh, the idea is really, you know, even if co-working isn't something that you have thought of yet, but you are an entrepreneur and you belong to networks of entrepreneurs, schedule the tour anyways, because maybe somebody else in your network needs it and they don't know it yet. And they're so busy, they're not out there looking for it. So, Brian, how often are you there? Are you there every day? Should they reach out to you by Facebook, by phone? What's the easiest um, way to get a hold of you? Honestly, if you go to the website, radlocals.com, mm-hmm. um, on the uh, homepage, right, the, the first uh, uh, section, um, you can schedule the tour right there with the button. Um, Beautiful. That's probably the best way um, yeah. because... Yeah, I, I am there mostly every day. Yeah, I, I get in there. I start the coffee, um, but uh, but I am running a business. So there's meetings. There's other things. There's so it's really um, I've set the business up in a way, not to say it's faceless, but it's it's just kind of uh, you know uh, you know I just not having a receptionist yeah. Uh, yeah. and not fielding fluid. phone calls. You know, it's just, um, yeah, it's clicks. You know, you yeah. just have to go in. Um, so tell us a little bit about the different tiers of membership that are available yeah. for the space. Yeah, so there's three tiers. Um, and when I, you know, was forming these, I was looking at other co-work spaces, but I really had to look at Auburn, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, because it just, it wasn't, quite the size um, and uh, these other co-work spaces are in and it just I saw it as a different I kind of was positioning um, instead of like really focusing just on the space you know that with desk and whatnot uh, I wanted to focus on the actual member mm-hmm. the, the local so uh, really the first member uh, first tier is um, just the local tier and you basically get in uh, the ground level uh, three days a month. Mm-hmm. So, and then be also you get into the, the actual network. So you mm-hmm. um, you basically have a profile page on the website, and in um, the amenities that come along with the co-work space, um, which are uh, 
the Wi-Fi, water, coffee, um, a meeting space, a break room. Um, Tell us what kind of coffee you're serving. Simple roast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's important. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is simple roast. Um, so, yeah, it's um, so that's the first tier, and okay. then so the this it's basically then just steps up from those from that. It uh, so then the next tier is extended, mm -hmm. uh, which basically gets you ten days. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of just days. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out how many days you're going to be spending there. Um, and then the next uh, tier is full-time co-working where you can come in. Like a Monday uh, through Friday. Yeah, five Monday through Friday. Yep. Okay. Um, and do you do any evening hours? Not just yet. Um, there are, there is definitely opportunity for that because, uh, you know, there's keypads on the door. So it's definitely, uh, we can give, we can kind of look at that. It just hasn't really been a thing yet but I, I do see that even or even like weekend hours mm -hmm. I see that it, when you're starting a business you know you, you're most likely still working um, but you need uh, you know that on that off time absolutely space. I, yeah. I think of uh, a good friend of mine out in Arizona actually that's the interview where I dropped the phone and I had no pants on um, but Josh Gallagher has a business called go admin solutions if you ever get a chance to look it up and um, and for a very long time he was working in the you know the nine to five sector doing a lot of finance work, and he always said that you know when you have that dream, you know you're working your day job nine to five, but then you know you're working your dream typically after nine mm -hmm. during the week yeah. and on the weekends, and uh, and, he, and he even said at one point and sometimes nine to five right like he was doing some all-nighters sure. as he was like studying and learning new things that he wanted to do so um yeah so i think i could absolutely see that too, yeah evolving. it's definitely yeah there's some opportunity there um it's yeah it's just really been organic um yeah it's just kind of uh, we don't have a huge membership right at the moment um we're hoping to grow on that mm -hmm. uh but uh but the the members i do have they are uh, they're great. They're just, um, they're exactly who, who I was hoping to, that would sign up. Um, we're just, um, you know, we, we all come in, hang out, you know, and, yeah. and work. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so we want to get people in for tours. That's yeah. our number one goal. Yeah. So if you're watching and listening, please, um, go ahead to radlocals.com, schedule a tour. And again, if you also like the Facebook page, Rad Locals, and share this podcast, then you'll get in on that drawing for a um, free child membership, so one month. And, um, and Jackie, I would love for you to help us wrap up this episode. Um, one of the things I love to share is a little bit of inspiration. And if you haven't already been inspired by these two great guests, thank you both for coming. Um, you know, talking about everything from empowering women to creating connection and community, uh, then we're going to leave you with a little bit of inspiration today. So before we do, one thing I would love to have you think about is who are the people that inspire you in your life? Who are the people in your network who are living with passion and purpose? And please feel free to contact me uh, through Facebook or uh, through Finger Lakes One TV to let me know some people that you would love to see on our podcast in upcoming episodes. And in the meantime, Jackie, did
Do you have some words of inspiration to leave us with today? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, well, I was thinking about a quote after you said that, um, and I was thinking about uh, Marie Forleo has a book out, and it's called Everything is Figure Outable. Ooh, I love it. And I love that quote um, because it really is. It's just... Um, you can work it out, you can figure it out. You just have to hire the right people. Um, you have to find the people who are gonna support you and help you make that happen. But everything that's in our life, we can figure out what's gonna happen and, um, and make it happen if we just take the next step and do it. So um, whether it's your wardrobe, whether it's finding a space to work in where you can be creative, um, you know, it's out there. You just have to look for it and find it for yourself. Make it happen for yourself, so. Absolutely. And so I'll add one more thing to that. Um, I love as we bring these episodes to, uh, to an end to reflect on the very values that we share today. And so again, talk, whether we're talking about empowerment or we're talking about creating connection and community, um, one of the greatest things that I could share with the world is this drive and desire to live a values-driven life. So if that's something that you hear and you think about and what does that mean and how can I make that happen, you know, to make the transition from living a life that feels good uh, to a life that feels good on the inside from one that looks good on the outside, because you can have both. Um, the Values Factor by Dr. John Martini is a great place to start. So again, thank you to both of our guests. Thank you to Josh for taking care of us in the studio today and everyone have a great day and we'll see you next time. 